Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 28. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The Philistines came to fight at Mitzvah. And I told you that Israel were worshipers, not warriors. And the Philistines brought cannons and M16s and Glocks to the fight. And Israel, and Israel, you know what Israel brought to the fight? You know what Israel brought to the fight? You don't love this. Watch this. A lamb. A lamb? They got M16s, Glocks, and cannons, and y'all got a lamb? This is what you're going to fight with? Yup. Because you know what Samuel did? First Samuel chapter 7, read it in your own time. You know what Samuel did? Samuel took that lamb and he offered it before the Lord. Why? Because Samuel understood acceptable prayer is based on the blood. Acceptable prayer is based on the blood. And the only way to be effectively praying is through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the only way to get in right relationship with God is through the blood of Jesus Christ. The only way for you to overcome and get victory in your life is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 tells us, and they overcame by the what? And the word of their testimony. That's how we overcome. And Samuel understood that. So get the scene. The Philistines drew near, drew near, and Israel is freaking out. Samuel is cool as a cucumber. Samuel just walks away with the lamb. Israel's trembling. Samuel is praying. The Lord is listening. Samuel took the lamb, offered it to God as a burnt offering, and all of a sudden the Philistines hear loud thunder, and the earth shook. And the Bible tells us the Philistines, love this word, was disconfitted. Love that word, disconfitted, and it means confused. Confused. They were confused. Strange stuff happened when Samuel was around. So the Philistines are glad he's dead, and they feel stronger because of it. Now, in 1 Samuel 25, it tells us that Samuel died. Remember that? 1 Samuel 25. This is the second time we're told that Samuel is dead. 1 Samuel 25 tells us that Samuel is dead. Um, It's mentioned here, again, I think, to make a point that there was a spiritual vacuum when Samuel died in the nation of Israel because Samuel kept stuff godly. Samuel kept things godly, but when he died, There was a spiritual vacuum. There's a spiritual death, if you will. And can I tell you something? Listen, in every home, dad, in every church, in every nation, there has to be an individual that keeps things godly and keeps things on course. Otherwise, you fall off course, and that's what happened to Israel. 
When Samuel died, there was a spiritual hole in the nation of Israel. Now look at verse 3 in our Bibles, in the text. 1 Samuel 28, look at verse 3. It tells us that Saul put the mediums and the spirits out of the land. The Bible has a lot to say about mediums, psychics. Y'all know where I'm going. Mediums, psychics. God has a lot to say about psychics and mediums and Ouija boards and tarot cards and evil people and psychic ladies and things. like. I think of uh, there was a, a show on TV about this site recently, recently. This stuff never goes away. It always just comes back new. I remember Sister Chloe. Remember Sister Chloe? What Was that her name? Y'all know who I'm talking about, Sister Cleo. Sister Cleo, y'all remember Sister Cleo? Sister Cleo, she was getting money, wasn't she? She wouldn't tell nobody nothing. Call Sister Chloe and say, hey, Sister Chloe. Uh, Cleo, yeah, 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 Cleo. Sister, why I keep calling that woman Sister Chloe? Sister Cleo. Sister Cleo, am I going to have a baby or not? Hello, there you my child. 22. Yes, yes, of course. Of course, that 22-year-old. Of course, eventually you're going to have a baby. I mean, it's like the general information. God has so much to say about psychics and mediums, they got this one woman now. She got the big hair. She's stuck in the 80s. She got the... She got the <laughs> she, she, uh, she, she got the... And she got, I saw on TV, she got like really long... She's scary looking at me. And she got long fingernails. She looked like she ready to pounce on you. I mean, I'm scared of her for a lot of reasons. And little white lady. And she, and she, she she's scary. And she, she's the, uh, 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 the psychic of uh, Jersey. What it, y'all, I don't practice these sermons, all right? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just winging it here. Long Island medium. She, uh, <laughs> would you tell these people they don't believe what I'm saying? That woman is scared. That little white woman, would she... she She's scary. She's creepy. And people will be having Dr. Phil having her on a show and Dr. Oz and stuff like that. I'm wondering, what is, what is this? This is not God. Everything, listen to me, everything that the Bible has to say about psychics and mediums and that kind of stuff is all bad in the Bible. I think about Exodus twenty two eighteen tells us you shall not permit a sorcerer to live. That's harsh. Leviticus twenty six. <laughs> Leviticus twenty, verse six. And the person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, I will see my face against them. I will set my face against them. 
that person and cut him off of his people. And then if you jump down to verse 27 of the same chapter, a man or a woman who is a medium who has familiar spirits shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. I think of Leviticus chapter 19, if you're taking notes, verse 31, give no regard to medium and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Listen, before the people of God go into the promised land, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 11. And when you come into the promised land, which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son, watch this, or his daughter pass through the fire because they used to offer their babies to, to, the, to the God of Molech. They would, they would have this big statue of Molech and, and, and they would heat up his hands like fiery red hot and to appease him or to ask something of him or, 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 or to, to, to make him happy, they would take their children and offer their children. This is a different kind of abortion. And put them up on the hands. And how does a mommy stand there and hear her child? How does that happen? God said, you shall not. Allow your sons and daughters to pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft or soothsayers or one who interprets omens or a what, saints? Or one who conjures spells or God's covering everything or a medium or a spiritist. Don't we hear people now talking about their spiritist? I, I'm spiritual. Are you a Christian? No, I'm spiritual. That opens you up to all kinds of spirits. God said a spiritist or one who calls up the dead for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. Listen, in the Old Testament, Moses used the word sorcerer. In the New Testament, the word sorcerer is found in Galatians chapter 5, and it says this, verse 20, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, what? Sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, and heresies. Now, let's just camp out here for just a second. Sunday, we were talking about carnality. And another mark of carnality is this list that Paul gives here in Galatians chapter 5. Paul lists for us 17 works of the flesh or carnal behavior, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, thoughts, like unclean thoughts, uh, internet pornography would follow in there, uh, lewdness that has the idea of ready to sin at any time without shame. Am I talking about the good old U.S. of A.? Ready to sin at any time without shame, idolatry, worshiping any other thing except God. That's idol worship worshiping any other than the one and the true God. Sorcery, the word sorcery 
Listen to me close. Learn something. The word sorcery is the Greek word pharmakia. Now, when we think of sorcery, we think of witches and devils and sacrifice and, you know, witchcraft and that kind of thing. But in the Bible, the Greek word is pharmakia. We have the word pharmacy, and it's talking about drug abuse. When Galatians says these are the works of the flesh, idolatry, sorcery, he's saying drug abuse. Because, and the reason was that Paul used that word in those days because many times, oftentimes, when um, you wanted to um, alter a person's mind or get them under some kind of influence, they would do that by using drugs. When people get high and they get, you get open to all kinds of things. So the Greek word sorcery, uh, the Hebrew word sorcery, or the word sorcery is the Greek word pharmakia. We have the word pharmacy, talking about drug abuse, heroin, crack, meth, mushrooms, smoking a joint. You know, I was reading about this article one time of people getting high off of toad licking. (laughs) Have you ever heard of that? It's like people like, how do you, you lick a toad? That's disgusting. Who does that? Nah. Paul says hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, false teaching, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, all these are works of the flesh. Now, saints, I want you to know something here. The Bible says these are works of the flesh, not a demon. This is a work of the flesh, not a disease. Okay, y'all pray for me. This is the flesh. Not a demon spirit. I, you know, I've, I come from a church background where, you know, they would say, you know, if you were a womanizer, you had the demon of womanizing. Or if you were, you know, uh, lying or, or gossiping, you had the demon. Of, everything was the demon of. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You had, and then so they have casting out demon services. The Bible doesn't call these things demon possession. The Bible calls these things a work of the flesh. Why, why do we have to make titles up for something that God clearly says is the work of the flesh? So we have to title something. You know, talk about territorial demons or, or, or you know, home invasion demons or uh, all kinds of demons. I mean, we've got to title everything. The Bible doesn't call these things a demon spirit. The Bible says... It's a work of the flesh. And if you practice these things, this is flesh. This is not God. Now, listen, nothing wrong with using prescription medication. Let me say that. Nothing wrong with using prescribed medication from a doctor. There's no problem with that. I do believe that there is a problem using recreational drugs. And let me say this. You guys know and I do not use this pulpit as a political platform. You know I don't. I rarely say anything about politics because this pulpit is for the preaching of Christ Jesus. And that's what I, and that's what I use it for. I will say this one thing concerning politics. I do think that marijuana 
is a gateway drug and should not be used recreationally. I do believe that. No drugs should be used recreationally because they're used to open doors to other drugs. I'm t- I having been a former drug addict, I am telling you, it is a gateway drug. I don't want to go into my story. I just want you to believe me. And I know what I'm talking about because I've been there. It is a gateway drug. I don't care what anybody tells you. Listen, we Christians shouldn't be identifying ourselves with demons and and spirits and, and mediums and even horoscopes. And say out your amen. Uh-huh. Or even horoscopes. You know, don't get me wrong. I remember when I was a teen, it was kind of cool to say, I mean, at least when I was growing up in the 70s, it was cool. I mean, it was cool to use your corny line. Sup, <laughs> <Some> girl? Sup, <laughs> girl? And then what comes next? What's your sign? <laughs> What's your sign? You Scorpio? Me too. We ought to be together. We ought to get married. I mean, we're like 16 years old. Oh, man, this, I'm telling you, the stars align and we need to get married. Right? And I remember, and then it was just kind of a joke, but, you know, not so much of a joke. I mean, you know, we, 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 we need to be careful about that. And we need to be careful that, you know, we're not doing things that, um, as we talked about Sunday, you know, when you were a child, you did childish things. But now that you're an adult, you put away childish things. Other than that, you're walking in carnality. So astrology and occultism is forbidden in the Bible. That's sin. The occult world, listen, don't let anybody tell you, young people, listen to me close. The occult world is a powerful world and seriously spiritual world. And it is nothing to be played with. I remember, I've told you this, I remember a guy that, where does a time go? <sighs> We're on verse three. <laughs> where does the time go? That's because I, you know, I have too much fun, and so I just get going. Um, the guy who led me to the Lord, I remember we were in Okinawa, Japan on Camp Johnson. I received Christ, and the very next week we were off to Japan. I was Navy stationed with the Marine Corps. Camp Johnson, Okinawa, Japan. The guy led me to the Lord. We flew over. We read the Bible. We were together the whole time. We did Bible studies together for for a while while we were there. And then I I, I started, I, I remember going out of town. And so he let me to the Lord. We fellowship together. We went in the house of the Lord together. It was a wonderful thing to fellowship together. And then there's a, a, a town called Kenville outside. If you've ever been to Japan, Okinawa, Japan, you know what I'm talking about. There's a town called Kenville right outside the gate. Every gate has one of those party ta- Right, am I right about it? Amen. But you, you really know, don't you? <laughs> but it has one of those towns, yes? So 
Kenville's outside. So I went out to Kenville. I'll never forget this as long as I live. This is something that's like etched in my mind. I went out in town to get some yakisoba because that was like what you eat there. And I saw him, the guy who, I le- who led me to the Lord, coming out of one of those clubs. And I said to him, hey, man, I'll leave my name. Hey, man, what? He goes, well, you know, uh, I was in there witnessing, man. Uh, you know, I was in, I said, witnessing what? <laughs> he said, I was in there witnessing. I said, witnessing what? <laughs> he said, you know, people need to be saved. I'm a new Christian. I've been a Christian for a week. I don't know. So I, I said, you know, you're witnessing. Yeah, people in there need to be saved. I said, well, why can't you like, tell them about Jesus like out here, like when they come out? And not only that, but you're trying to witness to a, a person that's been drinking. That doesn't seem to make sense. I've been a Christian for a week, and honestly, none of that made sense to me. So we left that. I'm at his BEQ. I'm at his cubicle, which is down the street from mine. And I'm noticing on his dresser, books on the occult. I, hey, man. What's going on? That's how I talk back then. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> you know, what's, what's going on with these books? I mean, books on the occult. And all, he said he was reading those books because he, wanted, he felt that it was important that we know about those kinds of things so that when we were confronted about those kinds of things, then we know what we're talking about. And that didn't make sense to me. I thought it was more important to know this, and then when we're confronted with these things, then talk about this. But what do I know? I've only been a Christian for a week, okay? So the next time I see him, he's coming down the street. He is so drunk, he can't stand up. And I took him back to his barracks and got him situated. Next day, I'm like, what happened? And uh, then we went back to the States. And I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know what, what became of him. And with that, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know that he was a Christian. Don't you know that God can use anybody and anything to lead you to him anybody if god can use a donkey to speak god can use anybody or he uses a donkey every week okay (laughs) don't y'all say amen right there that is not amenable (laughs) new word He can use anybody. I don't even know if he was a Christian because I, I, I just wonder if he was a Christian and really a born-again believer, then, then how did that happen? I, I don't know. I'm not God. I, I'm not judging him because I don't have a heaven nor a hell to send him to. I'm just saying what I saw. And I don't know. But what I did learn from that is that 
Christians have no business messing with the occult. Christians have no business messing with Ouija boards. Christians have no business using tarot cards. Christians have no business with a seance. Christians don't belong dealing with the dead. Christians have no business reading horoscopes. We don't believe in fate. We don't believe stars and planets align uh, and, and determine our life and our potential. We believe that we have a lot. Maybe I can get a, a witness. We believe we have a loving father and we have a shepherd and a savior who died for us, who, who is the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords and he rules over all the known universe and God is directly involved in caring for our lives and that has to be enough. We don't need to know. We don't need to know more. I'm going to encourage you to just go ahead and read ahead because I, I'm just not going to um, force this and push this too far. Read ahead. It does get very, very interesting. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.